0: Welcome to Mammonburg, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Mammonburg, everybody. everybody. Alright, let's try to think of a cult open for. So, yeah. hold on, oh, okay, before we get to this, what are you going to talk about by how home- Homeland, In- Inner Circle, you said something about Barbados? What about
1: Barbados? No, Barabbas!
0: You kept saying Barbados! No, I, Bar- I
2: said- <laughs> What is... <laughs> He what, what she is, did say Barabbas. I've consulted the. I've consulted. What the, is the what text. is Barabbas? What is that? The uh, the
0: Barabbas,
1: the revolutionary um, they let go.
2: So you
0: okay? All right. You want to talk about Barabbas? <laughs> Do you still want to talk about Barabbas?
2: She
1: was writing a short story about She's, Barabbas.
2: She was just talking
0: oh. about a short story. Oh, she was I thought write. okay. I thought that it's like oh. What's Finch going to talk about Barbados for?
3: Barbados! She's going to write a short
0: story about Barbados.
1: Bar- I'm going to write a short story about Barabbas in Barbados.
0: Finch, what's your view on sugar cane plantations?
1: Oh, no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> I, I don't think you should have a complicated view on them, Finch. I don't know why you're so nervous to just say they were. <laughs> no, you're still. So, so, I
0: I, 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 I make a tweet that Finch just is, is not going to... Uh, 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 will
2: not say that she doesn't <laughs> I, like I,
0: sugar cake. I'm gonna
2: tweet Fidge has some nuanced opinions about slavery. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know yeah, I see how it is. Ganging up on the woman. Yep, I you. Gotcha. The, the oh, white no.
3: woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice day for a white woman.
2: Thank you, Phil.
1: Finch, I what's not, it, what's, your, I'm what's
0: your view of, uh, What's your view of the transatlantic slave trade?
1: I think it's bad.
0: let <laughs> no, see that that, that. that was easy. Actually, now plantation. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> well, that was different.
4: Who? What does this <laughs> have <laughs> to do Just with like, what?
3: <laughs>
0: what? do you? What do you think about rum? W-
3: what do I think about rum? Yes. Yeah, yo ho ho and a bottle of.
1: Oh well, I think that it's probably good. I don't know how they made it. I like rum cake.
0: Rum cake is fuck is... you.
1: What?
3: What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, I just, what? I just I just wanted to be angry for <laughs> He's just he's just
2: trying to take a contrary position just to kind of keep the keep the podcast interesting.
1: What would you guys do if there was like a fucking alien, and he was like? He came down, he's like, yeah, yeah, we have it a Messiah figure, too. We no, we all not. did. We They're like well, an advanced form of Christianity, and we were the only ones who killed our Messiah." So where hot? the hell are you talking?
0: <laughs> Is the alien Is hot, she? Then?
3: Is, Is she the
0: alien, buff? yes or no? Is
3: she buff?
0: Yes or Jackal no?
3: Jackal wants to
1: know! Oh, I was gonna, I was... Thinking, I was picturing an A. Lamal alien, but like we could we could say that this is a tomboy alien. And she's like, yeah, we have a Mazaya. Uh, we didn't show him big like buff? you guys Listen, did, but...
3: Finch, I want you to... Uh, I, this is a very serious line of inquiry. Is she a big, buff, blue hottie, the kind of witch you want to take home to your mommy? You know what I'm saying? Her looks are slaying. No, no. I, mean, I think this so is I enough for you... the cold, cold open. <laughs> Yeah, this no,
0: is we, this is not this is not the cold open. No. But no, 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 no. Over we're over not doing that for the
4: cold.
0: Oh, 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 oh,
3: oh,
0: oh, 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 Look.
3: Okay, shut up! I'm responsible, damn it.
2: No, you're not. I don't trust you,
0: Phil. I'm a
3: good Phil? Christian boy, I swear.
2: Phil, no, you're not. With <laughs> this intro, if you do something terrible, an awful, you will have ruined my 25th birthday. <laughs> you wow, know, Phil. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and with with that me. in
2: mind, with that. And then looking at the icon of the Crucified Christ, begin your introduction.
1: (laughs) Don't ruin Josiah's birthday and or Easter.
3: Yep. So everybody, it's Easter in Mammonburg. Now typically, in Mammonburg, everybody knows that Mammonburg is a city constantly on the precipice of chaos. Any Mm -hmm. given week, there's a giant chicken, shaped like Phil... That also has his heads and, like, a million faces grafted onto it in a Lovecraftian monstrosity that rises out of the ocean bi-weekly and crushes local politicians under its feet. Uh, Constant vacancies in uh, positions of authority, you know. Uh, Last week, Elon Musk built a UFO and started lasering poor people just to see what it would do.
2: Now that's a hostile Uh, takeover.
3: That's a hostile takeover right there, but there's nothing we can do about it. We don't have a standing army or police or Mm -hmm. anything. Uh, You know, it's just... uh, The police are too busy, like, just shooting people in the face for fun. (laughs) Just random people. Yeah, yeah. Just random people. uh, (laughs) Definitely racialized. But for the rare occasion, Mammonburg has all come together, and there is a standstill. Mm. Because it's Easter, baby. And everybody in Mammonburg is Christian, unless you're Jewish, Muslim, or any other religion. But if you're in Mammonburg, you're probably Christian. That's just the demographics, baby. Welcome to America. But, uh... (laughs) But, uh, in Mammonburg, everybody's, you know, it's finally quiet. And we're we're having a beautiful, solemn week of reflection over uh, the crucified Messiah, Jesus Christ, uh, our Lord and Savior... Uh, there is no irony in what I'm saying. It's all 100% sincere. Yeah. Uh, and we just, we love to see it, folks. We love to see him. Yes.
1: <clears throat>
2: and...
3: and then a giant meteor crushes the giant chicken fill, and the uh, the few <laughs> vagrants on the street start uh, eating the faces off. But that's Oh, like, okay. That's like a side note.
0: What kind of noise did the chicken <laughs> fill make when it was hit with the meteor?
2: thank you phil why don't you introduce the the people
3: (laughs) so of the congregants who are at uh mammonberg's ecumenical church uh ecumenical mammonberg church uh i don't know Mm. what denomination it was originally but they just Mm. decided that it was open to everybody
2: cult of reason (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. So,
2: yes. so the um
3: the corpse of Voltaire <laughs> is uh now positioning itself uh somewhere in the rafters, screaming at everybody who actually wants to do something religious <laughs> and just making a huge fuss and just saying everybody else is losers while we're all yep. just trying to like yeah. ignore him and have a good time. But uh regardless, uh of the congregants we have Josiah W. Sutton the 25-year-old birthday boy.
2: Hey, it's my birthday. Yay. Yay.
3: He is 25 years old. It is his birthday on this uh, Easter mm. Eve.
2: hmm Holy Saturday.
3: And then we have uh, Finch. Uh, she is right now uh, stroking what can only be described as a photograph of Tom Jones. Uh, but, like, <laughs> Tom Jones now, not as he was, like, 50 years ago, like, it's a picture of Tom Jones from, like, last week.
0: Because Finch made a tweet that, uh, uh that she called Tom Jones a
3: No,
1: listen, it was just, it was, I was, I made a severe and continuous lapse in my judgment.
0: We should put the, the links to her, to those tweets in the show notes.
1: Oh, uh, no, Putting please, a- no. Yes. <laughs> I have made a severe and continuous lapse in my judgment. I apologize for, uh, ...last night. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Do you apologize for coming into the Discord and talking about how you want male Bene Jesuit concubines too?
1: Well, they, they, I don't think all the concubines, cause Shawnee's not a Ben Jesuit- okay. She's not a concubine! But she becomes one, right?
0: That's more complicated.
1: But no, yeah, no, I, I'd be like- I'd be like the multiple husbands. Thing. Okay,
2: Phil, let's go. Phil, Phil.
3: <laughs> uh, my- my side note there for everyone, um... If you've ever read Dune, which I'm assuming all of you weird nerds have, you all know that uh, getting a bunch of concubines is actually a bad thing. Largely because A, you don't end up marrying them, and uh, B, well, how do I describe this? Uh, everyone ends up getting killed for political reasons, so I uh, don't
2: That's true. End. Well, but yeah, wow. hi- history, Spoilers, will re- no. history will remember them as wives. Please move on.
3: <laughs> All right. So, in this Easter Sunday, what about Jackal? We are just dis- what
2: did we do, Jackal?
3: Yeah. Oh no! Oh god, Jackal!
2: That's what I thought.
3: <laughs> uh yes, Jackal Jester, the man, again. the myth, the leg.
1: Yet again, uh, the Italians are trying to keep men of color down. Yes, yeah,
3: exactly. Listen, I mean, we've historically tried to keep men of color down. I mean, look what we did to Mussolini. <laughs> well actually
2: you That's guys kind of lifted him up actually true, but
3: yeah. i mean we turned i mean he really turned our whole world upside down if you know what i'm saying
2: yep. Yep. Just why did you
0: why would you take a drink i don't know <laughs> i should never take that? a drink from you?
2: a for whenever Phil starts a sentence, do not uh, you know, you really, your first mistake, right I there, mean, though?
3: listen, guys, everybody knows that Mussolini really just like like a bullet to the heart and the head and the chest area and the <laughs> legs. Uh he really just uh was a straight shooter, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Oh god.
0: Well, he, oh, okay. not quite a straight shooter. He was uh he was with his his mistress, so not not quite as uh not not quite as as a uh, as one way track as as was
2: uh, <laughs> originally
3: thought. That um, is true, Jackal. So, okay, folks, so what, am
0: I it's doing? The,
2: what I wasn't was even properly introduced. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes.
3: Yes, so. Jackal. So, Jackal is sitting in the audience, and uh, okay. he is just um, he is just absolutely done with the Yakubian myth. I think he's strangling the corpse of Voltaire. Uh, <laughs> all I know is that. <laughs> there is, like, some utterances of the French language that's, like, being spewed out of him as he sputters his undead breath. He's just like, Ah, fuck you! Oh, While Jackal's like, Listen here, you spindly little dead man. I swear to God, you Yakubians, and so on and so forth.
0: So this is something I'm Jackal. Jackal. Hi, everybody. Uh, happy Easter. Uh, a few things, I guess, uh, happy, happy, uh, Easter, good Friday, holy Saturday, you know, as Monday, Thursday, as we get uh, a happy Passover, um, Mm -hmm. to any of our Jewish listeners, um, for our Christian listeners, don't do a Christian cedar. That's not good. That's That's weird. Stop. Stop. Don't do that. Uh, and happy Ramadan Uh, because that's also we've got we got Passover Ramadan and Easter going on at the same time it is an Abrahamic uh, just festival at the
2: moment and the most important of them all is Josiah's Josiah's birthday if there's one
0: thing (laughs) if there's one thing that that uh, the, the Baha'i that Christians, <laughs> Jews, and Muslims can agree on, it is that today is Josiah's birth.
2: Yep, they can yep. agree that. Yep. We
0: could all, without any, we all agree, today is absolutely the day that Josiah was born. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. On
3: this day Josiah was born, he was born, that is Josiah.
2: The greatest man of history.
0: That you are, you've heard great man history, but have you heard of greatest man history?
2: That's <laughs> no, just me. <laughs> That's just Josiah.
3: Everybody knows that Josiah is very special because, like all great men of history, he has a Thank beard, you. and That's uh, true. you know he's just he's just uh he's just sitting there. Uh, you know he's better than Henry the Eighth because he's never killed any of his wives. Um, mm-hmm. He's better than uh, Mahatma Gandhi because he never slept naked next to teenagers <laughs> or whatever. Thank
2: you for that, Phil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've never done that. You are
0: correct.
3: He's also a an avid uh, juggler. I'm yeah. A white
1: rabbit in my arms, just listening to the three of you fight.
0: The just as also the, uh, he he's never he has never said anything uh, about the Armenians. He's never said about Syrians or Greeks. He's never he's, oh, he has never oh, denied I, a genocide. Wait, that's true. That's true. You have never denied a genocide. uh, You've never done that.
1: I have two white rabbits in my hands now.
0: (laughs) What's going on?
1: Now there are three of them.
0: What is happening?
1: (laughs) There's about six of them now, and I'm holding all of them.
0: Are they fucking? Is that
1: it? They're reproducing very fast. I don't know how to stop them.
0: (laughs) Oh, God!
1: (laughs) Welcome to
2: the Vabbinburg Easter special, everybody. Uh, we in, didn't prepare any topics really. I tried. I tried. I tried to earlier, no, earlier in the week. Earlier in All the week, earlier in the week I tried.
1: <laughs> what are, what are your guys favorite rabbit breeds on the subject of Easter? There are Those
2: massive one. ones. One.
1: Yeah, like the Holland Lop that has the little floppy ears. I
2: just thought rabbit was the breed. <laughs> 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 It's just, there's just rabbits, and... No. Finch, do you know the Flemish giant rabbit?
1: Yes, I love those guys. They're so cute. So, okay, guys. They're so okay, guys. big. They're They're so big.
0: <laughs> there's there's one of a, a Flemish giant rabbit sleeping next to a dog. You know?
1: Aww,
3: I Hold love on. that.
0: I'll put that in, uh, I'll put that in general. Uh, I
3: think that that is the real Easter Bunny. Actually, the Easter Bunny is, uh, to, to bring up some pagan talking points, uh, so it's no, actually yeah. uh, a symbol of uh, so, an ancient so, fertility. So, so I want to have
0: a good. This is, please do this to me,
3: dude. The
1: Easter Bunny was started by English corporatists. We know this.
3: That's true. Uh, the English, the Easter Bunny was actually started by a giant, horrible uh, man bunny that nature could not explain and religion could not condone. Uh, <laughs> the horrible, horrible beast that it is, ancient and roaming the wilds of England, uh, became. A politician, only known as Winston Churchill, after it shaved off all of its hair. <laughs> I didn't know where that was
2: going, but I'm happy it went there. That was pretty good. Um, oh man, that's a big ass rabbit you just sent to the Discord. Yeah. Yeah, holy shit, it's huge. It's they're fucking big. Now that is an Easter rabbit right there. They're they're huge.
0: There there's various. If you go to the Wikipedia page, there's various of like. Either it's one next to a small child, and it's fucking huge.
2: Holy shit! Well, um, yeah. So, so yeah. So it's it's the Easter special. Easter is, of course, uh, kind of the most important holiday in the uh, in the Christian tradition. I'd say. I'd More say.
0: important than, than Christmas.
2: It is actually. yeah. Uh, um, is the birth
0: but this is the this is uh, this has incredible significance to our uh, to our religions basic sort of presuppositions and beliefs
1: death and resurrection
2: yeah um yeah and uh, i don't know yeah somebody somebody say something
1: <laughs> jesus christ was killed by the state but he was also killed by the sins of man
2: yeah there we go
0: you um, you uh you act as if they're not they're they're not the same thing. A manifestation of the other. <laughs>
3: yeah. we anarchist. We have anarchist man. leanings. <laughs> that is
2: that's as if that's the presupposition of the show. Yeah, there is there's some anarchist leanings. I would say we all... also put another oh put another picture God. of the giant rabbit.
1: I love him.
2: He's so big. You just that look at big. It. That's a big ass rabbit. How do they make them that big?
1: Uh, Crossbreeding.
0: Crossbreeding. Bre- cross Crossbreeding. And it's kind of like how how uh, how how do we have like dogs that big? It's you know uh, selective breeding has basically made them that fucking huge. Um, that I so think big. like they're they're from Flanders. I think yeah. It, it's the Flemish. Um, hey, the, Flem- the Flemish giant rabbit. That. Oh, so, um,
1: they use these for meat, right?
0: I think at first, yes, that they were originally, big, they were that big for meat, but they have since been, uh, it was like meat and also, you know, an attraction, like, look sure. at how fucking big this rabbit is. Yeah. Well, is. now, now they're like used
1: for, yeah, now they're used for like novelty, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah like they're, they're now popular as pets. Um, mm. They're also known to be very clean uh, and they can they can be trained to use litter boxes. Holy um, shit! Wow. The
1: biggest one is four feet long.
0: Good lord! Holy shit!
1: <laughs> four three feet three, three the, inches.
2: I think that's the Easter bunny. I think that this that is the, real the Easter, Easter bunny. bunny. Yeah,
1: that is the real Easter bunny.
2: Easter bunny is real. Do you remember there was that? Uh, there's this
0: famous uh, image go- that was going around for a while of uh, that. There's it was a Flemish giant rabbit and like a tiny giant rabbit. Not a tiny giant rabbit. That's a uh, that is. That doesn't make any sense. It was of a uh, like a tiny, tiny rabbit dude uh, that was obsessed with his his giant rabbit girlfriend.
3: Oh God, it's you! It's you, Jackal! It's always been you. <laughs> it's always been
0: me, actually. That's
2: true.
3: The rabbit is you. What the fuck?
2: My my girlfriend After- just texted me that she is she she does DoorDash. Uh, actually, until Monday, she starts a new job Monday, but she drives for DoorDash. And she just uh, texted me, I am door dashing live crickets.
3: (laughs) What the fuck?
2: Ooh. Uh I had Jonathan. I am
3: door dashing live crickets. The
2: only thing I could think of is they've started branching out to like more grocery stores and stuff. If somebody ordered them from like Petco, because you know you can buy live crickets to like feed pets. Lizards, yeah. Yeah, lizards and shit. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) is door dashing. <laughs> A bunch of live crickets. That's hey, awful. Nice. <laughs> That's ah. terrible. Is that Why? Are,
0: is, is that is is she deli- is she delivering to Phil? Is that what she's doing right now?
2: Yeah, Phil's yes. I
3: live. Crickets. Listen, he I need eats them. <laughs> yeah, protein. I need like protein.
2: Since since this is an audio medium, you guys don't see this, but usually when Phil is recording, you know he'll be talking, and then his like tongue will shoot out like two feet out of his mouth, and just like grab a piece of food, Uh, and that just kind of happens immediately throughout the episode. That was
0: a feature of. an Italian, but apparently that's it's not.
2: Yeah, apparently it's not. Apparently yeah, it's, it's a, a horrible frog <laughs>
3: mutation.
1: Do we actually <laughs> want to have a serious discussion or are we just going to like we'll, We are breaking the so you like that,
2: you
0: thank you fit for putting that that uh that picture on uh on the, the general
2: uh chat. Oh, big, rabbit.
1: That's, big rabbit. that's tiny you rabbit. and your tomboy GF.
2: Well, I think we can officially cross off uh rabbits. Uh, of our you know uh, topics subjects we talked we, about we talked about we did rabbits. it we talked we, about rabbits now you guys want to move on to uh, crucifixion I guess
1: I, I have a chick in my hand it just <laughs> it just hatched out of a colored oh, egg it's
0: oh, wow. just we're rabbits not, we're not talking and... about chickens we're not going to talk about the history of chickens
1: well what about the fluffy ones that like were a meme for a while
2: they're cute you can Google them at home Ammenberg listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know I hate to Silky's. say this. But um, you know, for a great low rate you can get on time, you can go to the general and save some time.
2: Thank you. We're not
0: sponsored by the general, but we,
2: we unfortunately we are. Uh, now. Man, I,
0: remember,
1: no, <laughs> I remember the silky chicken thing happened like around the time that Pope Francis was getting elected. And they had that petition that was like make the fluffy chicken the new pope or whatever.
2: Oh, that's that's awesome. I
1: I also remember on Tumblr like Pope Francis got elected and they liked him for one week and then they started trying to cancel him.
2: That also sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh,
0: (laughs) I I did look up uh I looked up the Silky Chicken Pope and I didn't get any Pope hats but I did get uh someone put a Silky Chicken in a skirt. That's pretty.
3: Oh, how cute! Meet Darius, the longest
2: rabbit in the world. These rabbits of unusual size can take some getting used to. When they arrived, my family looked at them and said, Have you gone completely mad? And I said, No. I said, I just think they're amazing.
1: They're so tremendous.
2: So, uh, okay, so
0: crucifixion talked about.
1: Crucifixion.
0: Yeah. Uh, what so, is it,
1: how
3: do you do it, and what's the well, best budget
0: let's hope it? that you don't do it. Oh, uh, no, don't. That's the, that's the point.
3: That's, that's, uh, it's actually a horrible way to die. Um, yeah. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, uh, do you want to learn how to torture people on a budget? Well, all you need no, is a bunch of no, nails no, and no, two no, big no, pieces of wood. No,
2: no, 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 no. I was really struck by... This is like my first Easter in a high church tradition, like, officially, right? So there's like all these like, all I don't know a lot of services I'm not used to and I'm kind of like learning it also while doing sound and video for them so that's kind of a weird experience but you know like like I didn't realize Maundy Thursday is pretty cool I I because I never celebrated Maundy Thursday growing up uh, but the like stripping of the altar was really cool anyway um last night was Good Friday of course and there was the veneration of the cross and. So they had, like, a big physical cross just at the front of everything and really just kind of, like, thought about it. And I don't know, something, it, like, did really strike me at that moment that, like, I don't know, Good Friday is a reminder of, like, how morbid of a religion Christianity is. And not in a bad way, but, like, there's something really striking about how they put up a big wooden instrument of torture that God was killed on yeah, um, and just venerated it. And I don't know, that really struck me last night in like a really weird way. Like, I don't know. Cause we, we forget, I think because of how present the cross is, we don't spend the time to think about it sometimes as a instrument of state murder. Um, And that we believe that God was literally killed on that and then triumphed over it. But, you know, we're recording this on Saturday. We're still in that intermediary morning God's death period uh, before the exciting shit uh, tonight and tomorrow morning. And one thing I was going to bring up to kind of talk about this was uh, Finch made a really interesting observation so, so she was just kind of like dunking on someone on Twitter but it was it was a good dunk uh, that <laughs> it was worth thinking about was uh, last night uh, the South Carolina Department of Corrections released a photo showing the renovated capital punishment facility um, as seen from the witness room and there is a firing squad chair because uh, South Carolina has started using firing squads again Um mm-hmm. And uh, there's another chair in it that's the electric chair, and there's like this there's like this cringy cringy thing um, that like atheists will do sometimes as an argument that I I've never found compelling at all. Where sure. they're like, um, you know, if if Jesus had been you know died by by hanging, then we would we'd all be having nooses around our necks all the time. Or if Jesus was you know killed by electric chairs, and you know you'd have a bunch of cute shit with electric chairs. And actually, that's if anything, that's they're Right. Yeah. That's yes. actually, I wish people would be struck with that more often. But yeah. We, we, we do literally have an instrument of torture as our symbol. Yes. And so what Finch pointed out in her dunk was that they had posted these photos on Good Friday. And so to me, that, that was a pair, a really, important parallel to make and uh the guys from the magnificast have been talking about this a lot and i kind of want to bring it up you know is focusing in on this idea of where do we see crucifixion today um and who are the crucified peoples of history because christianity if if we take its claim seriously says that god stands in solidarity with and identifies with the crucified of history yeah. that's what that's why good friday matters and that's why the resurrection matters um there, I've given a spiel to take the tone into a serious conversation.
1: And yeah, I mean, the wearing of the crucifix uh, that early Christians did was like we bared, failed to appreciate how radical that was because yeah. this was in the first century, like a divisive state torture, basically, and murder. Mm-hmm. And so you have them wearing that around their necks as sort of a statement.
0: You know? Yeah. I'm gonna get uh, some James Cone. Yeah, and, I was waiting for that.
4: And, uh, <laughs> All right, let's do
0: it. Mention. I think it's kind of telling for both atheists and Christians that when they when they sort of divert to modern conceptions of the cross, they divert toward uh, like the the electric chair, um, mm-hmm. and not the lynching tree. Yeah. Um, and get to read a little thing here from from Cross on Lynching Tree. Uh, this is. Which is required things.
2: reading for this podcast, by
0: the way. Yes. We should put like a reading list uh out at some point of like the, if you're gonna listen to this podcast, there are some books that we do recommend that you read because we get to bring them up a lot.
3: The first Either one being the, books. the Bible.
0: Thank you, Phil. That's that's true.
2: All right, Wait, Jack, Christians sorry.
0: reading the Bible? What? <laughs> no
2: way. Um anyway, sorry, you uh, read, read. read your quote, Jackal. I didn't mean to
0: derail like that. In the United States, the clearest image of the crucified Christ was the figure of an innocent black man dangling from a lynching tree.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then in page sixty-four, um, white theologians do not normally turn to the black experience to learn about theology. I think that there's a lot of uh, a lot of theological sort of implications to it. I think that there's a lot of a lot a lot of white theologians could gain a lot from reading Cone, um, and specifically his discussion on how there is this this sort of commonality between the suffering of Christ and the suffering of the black experience. There's a lot of, of the like the lynching, the cross of the lynching tree is not just like not just the title of the book, but it's also, I think uh, there's a lot of commonality between the kind of suffering that one would go through in each. Uh, I don't exactly know if I would recommend to anyone read about what happens during a crucifixion. It's not great. Uh, Mm-hmm. But I think uh, we all are kind of familiar with what happens to people when yeah. they're lynched, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yes. not that far off. It's a it's a matter of, of it's not just a matter of the violence, it's a matter of public humiliation mm-hmm. and uh, not just public humiliation, but also the turning this into the into a spectacle of of superior, of superiority that of having power over, over uh, someone else over like what, what they both through the state. And also in the case of the lid of the lynching is of race. We can just do this to you and there's nothing that you can do this mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll treat it like, like it's nothing. We'll do postcards about it. We'll do uh we'll, we'll have barbecues at it. It means nothing to us. Um, This, this, trauma that is now instilled in the identity of of people who look like you in this country it doesn't mean anything and one could probably say there's a similarity to that with the crucifixion because rome did it a lot the crucif- crucifixion was not and for people who make this this uh the like edgy atheists who talk about that oh if jesus christopher was was uh was h- hanged he would have uh he, he, he would be wearing nooses but they're ignoring one yeah yeah that would be true because that's the point of the of turning the, a symbol of state violence into something that transcends it and through it it ends it that is the, for me like that's what the cross means the cru- the the crucifixion is the is taking this symbol of of domination and state oppression and violence from from empire and mm-hmm. subverting it that's the point of it in my mind uh, yes other people may feel differently but to oh, me that it isn't just some kind of quiche thing it's not just like the symbol of of the of our religion it's also supposed to to mean that it is the ultimate transformation of something that was meant to do horrible things to people. The crucifixion crucifixions were horrible, horrible instruments of of torture and execution, you would die by exposure, or blood loss um, from Mm -hmm. what would happen to you. It's not. It's not good. And it's meant as a way of humiliating uh, those who who would disobey the Roman state.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, it's also really sad because, um, the method of execution, uh, those two work in tandem, the, having the ability that, like, uh, essentially, it, when your blood is drained, you become less resistant to, like, the elements, your body becomes more susceptible as you lose more blood, and basically there's an interplay between, uh, basically the Romans had formulated that. Uh, you were going to die from a combination of things because it was certain death. They would just say, well, you know, the more blood you lose, the more susceptible and weak you become. The elements will either kill you. And it, it was designed to torture people for a maximum amount of time because the blood loss was slow and the elements would creep up on you. It, it took hours to days and it's it's bad. It's so bad. It's, it's something that and you know nobody should go through. It's one of the most painful ways to die, and it's very fitting that uh, that God uh, took on the the form of Christ and died in that manner. Like one of the worst manners that you can die in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, and it, it takes on an aspect of like theologically, like the implications, like Jackal was saying here, of, of you know coming back to this question of where, where do we see cruc- crucifixion today? Right. Um, because God chose to die, um, and experience, um, pain in a very specifically humiliating state sponsored way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, and, and yeah, so there's the parallels to the lynching tree is what a lot of black theology has pointed to. Um, you know, and, and part of it is, is, you know, what Easter represents, what the resurrection represents, is an ability to identify a victory and defeat, and an ability to identify the affirmation of life and the triumph of life in the face of that state-sponsored, you know, state-sponsored thing. Like, you know, you, you got to understand the, the, the Christians of the the early Christians... It really was like if their leader had gotten lynched, and so then they began to carry around ropes. Yeah, you know it. It, it a was yeah, good.
1: Powerful statement. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's so some- um, I would,
1: you know, it's another thing is that Easter is very much about redemption and forgiveness. I think Christ um, forgave the man that stabbed him on the cross. Which I think is very powerful, because that man wanted forgiveness.
3: well, if if it's okay for a little bit, I would like to talk about this is my favorite um around Easter, uh, I used to get like um, for years, I used to get very like sad, and mm-hmm. it's not just that like I used to really struggle with like, there was a period of like four years where I'd really struggle with my own mortality. And, like, kind of feeling irreligious at some points and just giving up and losing and, like, being very depressed. And this year, it really struck me that I, you know, I've really been feeling quite a bit better. Which I think is... I don't know, it's... I think it's a sign of spiritual and religious growth. But it is nice to be like, oh, wow, you know, things aren't so terrible... I mean, they are, but they aren't. You know what I mean. Uh, there's, a, there's a feeling I'm... I guess what I'm trying to describe is that I'm discovering hope, people. I am based in hope-pilled uh, a little bit. Uh, this time of year always makes me hopeful. And one of the reasons it makes me hopeful is the story of the penitent thief, St. Uh, Dismas. Because I used to be kind of, like, deathly afraid of dying. And I really have overcome that. In a while, because you know, in the Christian faith, death does not mean defeat, and it doesn't mean oblivion. So, I always like to read from. Uh, I have my uh, Oxford Study Bible out here, which is I like it. It's very particularly useful. Uh, <laughs> there's this thing when there's this thing that made me laugh a few minutes ago. I was reading it. It's um, so when Christ comes out of the tomb, uh, it says uh, here. It says. Uh, Inability to recognize Jesus is typical of init- initial reaction and resurrection stories. And I'm like, well, duh. They, they didn't think he'd come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're trying to be like, well, you know, it could be something that's like cross-cultural. And I'm like, no, guys, it's, they didn't, he was, he was dead. <laughs> they, they didn't, they, they didn't, they would, and I think that's funny because sometimes they analyze it a little bit too much where they're just like, oh, man, it, this is common amongst some stories of resurrection. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you why it's common. If that, you know, there's a commonality there. It's because, like, when somebody comes back from the dead, that's a little bit surprising, fellas. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need to stop this deconstructing.
3: Yeah. It's a little surprising, folks. Anyway, so, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Let's see. Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to a place that is called the Skull, Golgotha, they crucified Jesus, there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting for what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and the darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. His interaction with the penitent thief... Is, is always one that really strikes me. I wrote this last night. I would like to read it to all the uh, the Mammonberg listeners. I have no clue what chat I put it in, so there it is. So I, I kind of, like, wrote this for the episode while <laughs> I was, like, sad at work and bored. So I said, "'When they crucified the King of Kings, "'he had only poor thieves for company, "'one who rebuked him, "'and one who, whether out of belief or desperation, "'trusted his words.' Christ not only reserved for him a spot in the kingdom of God, but instead offered that together that day, they would both enter the kingdom hand in hand. Christ does not offer us a death in solitude, our souls hurtling darkly towards the abyss. Rather, Christ offers that he will lead us, however afraid and however alone, in joining hands with him again in God's eternal kingdom. If I was a pastor, that would be uh, a would sermon, be I would say.
2: Yeah, to tie it back into the... Um the kind of theme about the crucified peoples of history. I think that's another aspect of it that I I hadn't really thought of too, is it's, you know, it's not just that like Jesus is in solidarity with those who are killed by uh, lynching, execution, whatever. But also, like you said, you know, they, he also says to them, like, I'll see you today in paradise. Like it's, you are not going through this experience alone. Um, I've felt this pain with you. um, And we have defeated this thing. While it may not feel like that now, we have triumphed. God has triumphed. And, yeah. um, No, that was really good, Phil.
3: And I'd like Um, to think that all the oppressed, uh, like, people throughout history who have mm -hmm. suffered the same indignities, you know, are with Christ. You know, not to get all preachy, but, you know, I'd like to think that they are all together and that all of them, like, that he accepts every single one of these people who have had gross indignity done to them with Mm -hmm. open arms the second they entered the kingdom. I just love imagining that, like, just him, like, holding his arms out and saying, you know, welcome, welcome to the kingdom, you know, welcome home. It's over. You do not have to suffer anymore. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking, it's kind of interesting
2: that the war in Ukraine is happening during this holiday um Mm -hmm. because you know that that's an example that's you know in the news of course um and not that that's the only example taking place right now but it's it's the one that's freshest on a lot of people's minds um you know there was this picture i ran into on instagram like a month back where uh, i can't remember what city it was but there was a catholic church in the city that was taking the um like these these old statues of like jesus on the cross like the uh, statues of the passion stuff like that they were having to take them down into the basement because they were afraid that they were going to get blown up you know in the invasion that was underway and i was really struck by that picture of them pulling down these like you know this this statue of jesus that had been there for you know a long time um and i i was struck by thinking about that image again this thursday because you know um if you're in a high church tradition on maundy thursday one of the things that the service ends with is the stripping of the altar um so and it's a really haunting experience if you you know if you ever get a chance to go to a maundy thursday service where you know you get to watch i don't know if this is just an anglican thing is this catholic also pinch the stripping of the altar (laughs) <laughs> Lutherans
3: we do have it too. The washing
1: too. of the feet.
2: Yeah, there's that. And then there's also, it ends with the stripping of the altar. So, like, the altar ends up bare on Good Friday. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is just an Anglican thing.
1: We cut but, the statues, but we don't. I don't th- think we strip the altar. Yeah. I think Lutherans, the v-
3: we strip the, author, the altar. Like, it's, it's kind of complicated might strip but... the altar. I don't remember.
2: Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's the case when you see, like, it does a lot of weird stuff to space when you watch it. Because you just like start watching them taking off all the gold stuff and everything until it's just the altar is just a wood block and whatever. And, you know, and it was kind of interesting, that parallel that was created there in my head between, you know, them having to take down a lot of that stuff in preparation of the war. And then, you know, in the same way on Maundy Thursday, taking down that stuff in preparation for the crucifixion, Um I I don't know if there's much of a deeper point there than that, but that has struck me. And yeah, you see like the crucified peoples of history you know, are are the people in Ukraine. They are the people also in like Yemen or whatever. Um, And God's identification with those and solidarity with those. And that's a command for us as well.
1: And until Americans, especially Christians, can see the cross and the lynching tree together, until... We can identify Christ with recrucified black bodies hanging from lynching trees. There can be no genuine understanding of Christian identity in America. And no deliverance from this brutal... I mean, legacy Christ is always... He always has the preferential option for the poor. I mean, look at who he revealed himself to. The least of his people. The first people who heard the good news of his birth were shepherds.
0: I, I, that, that brings up a little, little thing from Corinthians I would like to, uh, I would like to read. Um, uh, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him.
3: Boy, yep. howdy, fellas. We got the slave religion, and it's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the
2: slave morality. Yep,
0: it's the. Uh, I, I think that there's a great irony in the um, one, it's a threefold irony, I think. One is the slave religion becoming the religion of the master and then the religion coming back to the slave. I think that there's, yeah. there's a the, the, someone who, is, who has more time than me could write a book or an essay about about that like how uh, Hmm. interesting it is that that what was the slave religion then became the religion of empire but because that that uh the slave religion is still in there it's still it never lost Hmm. that so you you didn't have it like losing sort of its essence of what it really is and then that was found again by the people that they tried to use it to control
2: yeah absolutely well and and in a lot of ways the the master is even blind to the very message of the their story like uh, of the religion they're holding to that that god identifies with the you know the people who are you know murdered i um this is something i talked about on a very like i think this time last year on a vlvc episode with uh, jackal but i kind of want to bring it back up because it's relevant um so uh, in the early 1900s, um, the U.S occupied Haiti. obvious, you know, it, it was a, it was a tragedy. and one of the people who decided to stand up to the occupation was a man named Charlemagne Peralt. Um And so the Marines eventually broke into his house in Blackface and they murdered him. And to prove that they murdered him, they took a picture of his body and they printed out a bunch of copies of this picture. And uh, distributed it throughout Haiti, and it kind of backfired because what it turned into was an image of Haitian resistance. Um, and I'll put the link to it in the show notes, but I'm going to send the picture over here. Um, is there some vibe you get from this picture? Some, yeah, in a deeply Catholic country.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Looks they like the accidentally
3: inspired. Uh, crucifixion yeah, parallels. I think oh, in that no! Ep- in that episode
0: that we did, uh, I, I had sort of the same reaction. Oh, holy fuck, what did they do? They they made yeah. a martyr. Not only did they make a martyr by killing him, they made a martyr by, like, the pose is... Uh, I, I don't... Yeah. How, how ignorant do you have to be?
3: Of, of like Jackal, you know, the powerful are often, like, so completely blind...
0: Yeah, to
3: the consequences of what they do, where they're yeah. just like, ah, don't worry, we have now killed this revolutionary figure uh, who was trying to fight for the needs of, yeah. of his people, the least of us, so we're just gonna, like, I don't know, prop him up against something, be like, that, 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 that's fine, you know, that's, we we what, did it good, guys. The,
0: it, it also has some parallels to the actual crucifixion of what was met as humiliation, yeah. uh, kind of went their roundabout way
2: yeah absolutely um yeah so t- so for those who can't obviously see this right now it is um they they took charlemagne perrault's uh body and they tied it to a door frame, um with him holding his haitian flag which has a crucifix at the top too so it's like literally invoked in the image yeah. um and this isn't like me reaching too much when i make this comparison so this is a a painting by the french artist uh, philomé aubon um, which is called the Crucifixion of Charlemagne payroll. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. not a oh. it's not a it's pretty pretty parallel. Anyway, all this to say, like the the image of somebody living on finding victory in their defeat is really captivating to uh, oppressed peoples, like like the Haitian people, um, and the The image of this, like, suffering, dying hero is, I, I think, an archetype that is, I don't know, it is really, really powerful. Yeah, um,
1: it stays it with is.
0: you. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I think that there is a power in there's a weird kind of power that you find in defeat, and I think that that's, uh, well, defeat for now, I guess. There is a uh, I, I think that there is there's I've always found uh it's kind of something that always sort of confused me of people who find the, the 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 Easter story garish or or uh or gruesome. Well yeah it is that that's true, but uh it's also about hope. Yeah. yeah. It's about it's about hope and there was a uh like there was there's a few quotes from of, that uh i think are kind of pertinent to this kind of theme of like yeah there's defeat there's darkness but also there is hope and finding that hope in in um and finding that hope in that darkness and holding on to it um because it's there even in sort of like the darkest moments of what probably was for like the these early christians and for the apostles was an incredibly just depressing and like the Before the resurrection, this probably would have been the worst days of their lives. Um, Yeah. For this, like, for a lot of the, for a few, they probably thought that, uh, that, the kingdom was going to be made by Jesus through traditional means that there wasn't going to be like and then having that world completely shattered that it that that's not what's happening um and that it was taken away from you that this mm-hmm. great hope is now gone it's incredibly horrifying but that there is hope in that um there is uh there, there's a uh, at the end of have any of you seen true detective no Alright, one, you should, because uh, this is great, but... <laughs> it's on the list. Move it up the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, the this comes from the character Call, who's kind of like a Nihilist, where it, it, like it, it's a part of like, his character argument, he goes from this belief that, like, humans are like, the, the we're sentient meat, it's all meaningless, it's an illusion, it doesn't mean anything, uh... Uh, and we, we like, there's nothing after death. Um, and, uh, that will bring you life in of itself is, is, uh, is almost like a sin against, like, uh, the existence itself is, is a crime. And then we have this, he goes through this character arc, spoilers for true detective, where he, he realizes that that's not the case. And the ending quote of the, like, the very end, the last thing they hear in, in the series is, once there was only dark, um, if you ask me the lights winning and it's about the night sky that the night sky that if you look at it it's all dark but that there's still light there and as long as there's light as long as there is hope then it's worth fighting for and I think that that's something mm-hmm. that is inherent to the story of the of, of Easter and of the resurrection that even in that darkness there was still hope Um mm-hmm. and that you shouldn't you even in darkness there's hope and you shouldn't waver from it and that uh um, and that it will eventually win. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I, I did want to add one thing, because I, I like referencing in my study Bible where they were like they did an offhand aside where it's like resurrect like not under not knowing the resurrected person or not recognize them at first is uh something that is common amongst quote unquote resurrection narratives. However, most of the resurrection narratives that they're speaking to in reference to are not of I don't know a poor reclusant carpenter who is homeless and mm-hmm. also claiming to be the child of God. Like, obviously, the context there is so much. Because it's it's something that when you're talking about Jesus, you're not talking about, especially to the disciples before he's resurrected, you're not talking about a, like a guy who they're thinking in the back of their head, yo, he's a supernatural figure already. He's going to come back. You know, they had kind of inklings of that when he claimed to be the son of man and son of God, there. but, like, they obviously had their doubts, and Thomas mm-hmm. was the most doubtful of it amongst them, and they're all, when he dies, this is the end. They don't expect him to come back. So, when Christ resurrects, it's not like, oh, man, you know, this is... It's common for them in this type of narrative to not recognize him. They genuinely didn't recognize him because so Mm. blinded by grief and so, like, you have to put yourself in that foot that you're just a bunch of, like, Jewish people who are, like, anywhere from 17 to, like, their late 20s, and they're all, like, freaking out. Their, like, mentor, their teacher, the person they held of such high esteem is dead. He's not coming back, but he does. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah, good.
1: No, I was just thinking, and this is, but I was just thinking about Jesus being a poor carpenter and the fact that God chose to die like a common thief. Like, had he been a Roman citizen, he would have had his head lobbed off and we would have probably had a lot more, like, information about this. Because that was one of the things that, like, edgy redditors are like, why isn't there more, like, writings on this?
0: Well, that's a yeah, bit a common thing of, of yeah. because ultimately, even if he was a Roman citizen, even yeah. so, if he was like a regular person, we wouldn't know that much, because right. records from, Gisella, you can probably back this up as someone mm. who's done the, the, the whole uh, degree history thing that you do. Um, well, I guess,
1: but as I was saying, he wasn't like Caesar or super powerful or anything yeah, like yeah. that. He was a common thief. You know, he was just another guy to the Romans. Yeah, he actually, the, the, fact that there,
2: the fact that there are external, like, to Bible sources on it is itself kind of amazing. Because, yeah, yeah like, that, that itself, like, that Josephus found it worthwhile to, like, write down about, again, some backwoods like religious leader uh you know of a colonized people that <laughs> you know I like it, that, and that and itself is pretty inter- interesting you know and
0: at that point i think that i, I believe that it was uh Cushier, it was still just like a sect of Judaism at that point
2: yeah it was. and not so only so that but uh if you uh, were a derives... Roman citizen
0: this would have been viewed as like infight jewish infighting or something yeah, J- in the in original
3: text among he the, derides the... Jesus as a sorcerer, which I always that always makes me laugh. That's funny. I
2: like that's that. That's very funny.
0: There's, he he I, I... basically heard his
3: miracles and was like, ahaha, sorcerer."
0: Are you saying hmm. Josephus or
3: Josephus in the original text he uh, derisively refers to like the original letter, he at one point uh refers to him as a sorcerer. Hmm. Well, that's a pretty that was a pretty common um mm.
0: Uh, a statement from from a few uh, cuz you also heard that from uh other like I mostly heard that from like, Roman accounts that they would call Jesus a sorcerer there's like well, a yeah a, a particularly sorcerer. famous Roman uh I think it was like a stoic or he was like a Roman pagan philosopher that uh said that uh Jesus was like a, a, a lowly sorcerer
2: well, but part of that is he
0: also
1: sorcerer. He he was a level one mage.
2: Yeah, he was he was pretty in really low.
1: Instead of me, who is level ninety nine.
2: Um, he didn't you know, have
1: well... enough mana. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, part of the reason they would say that though is uh, the term magic is um, you know, like that those terms are are kind of loaded historically. Like a good rule of thumb that um. Uh you know, I, I had a professor in college who literally studied like witch trials and shit. Mm. Good rule of thumb is uh when other people do religion, we call it magic. When we do it, it's religion. That's usually kind of the mentality. So you will see a lot of like a lot of sources will talk about like the magic that the others are doing as opposed to the, you know, religion that we practice.
0: Mm-hmm. It should always yeah. be noted that that uh Roman occultists would use would put uh like Inscriptions of of uh of the Hebrew name for God in their mm-hmm. in their because they thought like oh this is gonna like bolster it and make it more powerful because it's it's foreign magic um, yeah yeah uh, and also they they believe that God was Dionysus for some reason but I'm still so yeah. unclear about it.
1: that's very funny
0: <laughs> I'm re- I think it was is it I the think wine it was thing the, I think it's the wine thing. I think that's why they thought that it was Dionysus
2: no. but, um... <laughs> Yeah the the word magic comes from the latin uh f- the latin, like it's it's a play on the word uh, ma- uh magi magi um and yeah, so for it's for the, the zoroastrians yeah for the zoroastrians so it is literally comes from Adam, you know like from saying this is what the the persians do it's like the the practices of the persians you know it's, what you don't
3: understand anyway. is that jesus magic man was just not, a not, person sorcerer
2: that's super relevant to the discussion, but just some interesting history for y'all.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Very funny.
0: There's also uh, I was going there's some there's Tacitus who talked about who was a Roman um, a Roman historian and senator talked about the the execution Pontius Pilate and the the early Christians. It doesn't mess of the re- resurrection because probably did believe that the resurrection happened, no, but that was there were there like there it, it the, the historicity is always it's always interesting like reading some of the, the early sources though of like how how romans like, perceived it or whatever
3: and that's yeah. a lot believe... for antiquity that's a there lot uh a...
0: okay here we go uh okay yeah though there was a there was a roman um there was a uh, he was a, there was Mara ben Serapion he was a stoic philosopher from the roman province of syria he wrote a letter in aramaic to his son who was also named uh Serapion because because history hates modern readership. <laughs> and Romans
3: were unoriginal losers.
0: <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Phil, no, this is not even all the Romans. This is all of his, of, of ancient history. Of like, this yeah. guy who was named this also is writing yeah. to his son or his father who yeah, also named the exact same thing.
3: Jackal, yes. all the Romans I mean, did steal this. other people's cool religions.
0: <laughs> that's true so they, they, I mean they Derivate. couldn't even come up with their own they just had to Xerox it from the Greeks uh,
3: <laughs> they Xeroxed it from the Greeks and then when Christianity got too popular they were like no 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 it's ours you can't no no it's ours uh,
0: so there was like so there's no Christian themes in it but it's suspected that Marin because Stoicism kind of has a sort of elements of monotheistic thought in it uh, uh-huh. that he was believed that he was a pagan monotheist um, and in hmm. it, he decries the the unjust treatment of the three wise men, uh, the ah. murder of Socrates, the burning of of Pythagoras, and the execution of the wise king of the Jews.
1: wow oh. yeah, yeah, interesting. That's really interesting.
0: He yeah. explains that in all three cases, the wrongdoing resulted in the future punishment of those responsible by God, and that when the wise are oppressed, not only does their wisdom triumph at the end, uh, but the God punishes their oppressors he's not a christian by the way he's a pag, but he's like a pagan monotheist who seems some kind of i I think this might have depending on when this letter was wrote like christianity was not even like a a separate religion so it was probably just well 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 judaism
2: yeah well Mm -hmm. and actually that's kind of an interesting thing um ah man like like part of like the the success of of christianity among a lot of the greek philosophical schools early on was yeah there was if i'm correct there was an identification of jesus with socrates as somebody who was like unjustly murdered um right you know because because he was bright (laughs) um i'm trying to find yeah never mind
1: they just killed socrates because he was annoying
2: he was annoying. <laughs> he wasn't. <annoying.
0: laughs> he was. He was very. It's. It's. I think it says a lot that uh, about philosophy majors now that the founder of, of uh, Western philosophy was executed because he was so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He just true. wouldn't
3: shut up, and then they were like, "Oh God, we just have to kill him."
0: So I there is there's a lot to point out that uh, that he definitely was not a Christian, but he was a monotheist. Um,
3: uh, <laughs> oh uh we love to see it folks
0: we we, we love to see it. so there's i can uh, the excerpt from the letter is what else can we say when the wise men are forcibly dragged off by tyrants their wisdom is captured by insults their minds are oppressed and without defense what advantages did the athenians gain from murdering socrates probably not him being so fucking annoying to them anymore uh Famine and plague came upon them as punishments for their crimes. What advantages did the men of Samos gained from burning Pythagoras? In a moment their land was covered with sand. What advantages did the Jews oh for God's sakes? <laughs> I going. see I No keep not keep getting, I don't want to keep going with that.
1: What but, what uh, did advantages did the uh, this group of people
0: gain from executing their wise king? because uh god damn it gotta go into that roman anti-semitism because you just can't avoid it they can't stop it nice they can't stop i mean me. that even... makes
3: it even more Why reliable of a what did he say
0: oh forgot okay i want this known i am quoting a dead roman uh his uh philosopher. cancel
3: him cancel him
0: cancel mara bar mara bar serapian
1: he's already canceled. He's dead. All right. He, he's is, going. he is
0: dead. He is dead. What avenges did the Jews get from executing their wise king? Oh my God. Are you going to, uh, it was after their kingdom was abolished. God justly, ad, uh, avenged the three, these three wise men, the Athenian side of hunger. The Samians were overwhelmed by the sea of the Jews, desolate and driven from their own kingdom,
4: uh, live in
0: c- complete desperation. But Socrates is not dead because of Plato. Neither is Pythagoras. Uh, because of this, the statue of Juno nor the wise, uh, king because of the new law he laid down.
1: Interesting.
2: So he's anti-Semitic clearly. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that,
0: that is interesting. That there's that core
1: with the Romans. So,
2: um,
0: the, even yeah. the Roman Roman pagan uh, uh, intellectual sphere, there was also there. It's like it's not there are sources that talk, but it's not like you're not going to hear like an outside source that is going to provide an excessive biography of Jesus's life because he was a he was a
2: poor Jewish carpenter from Nazareth. Right. Um, going back real quick, one thing I, I was trying to find this quote here. It is um, I was gonna I was mentioning how like Greek philosophy was kind of open to the idea of Jesus at times. Um, there's this quote that. Gets used a lot from uh, Plato's Republic, um, where it, it's in the dialogue with Glaucon, for, for the Plato heads out there. Um, and hey, let's see, here is It <laughs> says uh, that such being his disposition, the just man will have to endure the lash, the rack, the chains, the branding iron in his eyes, and finally, after every extremity of suffering, he will be crucified. And so we'll learn his lesson that not to be, you know, to be just. So like that, this is what happens to just people. And um, crucifixion is like a weird translation thing. The literal word is impaled, but it's the word that would eventually get used to be talked about crucifixion later on. Mm-hmm. Crucifixion wasn't happening when Plato's Republic was written. Um, and I, it's kind of interesting because yeah, that that's why like a lot of early Christian theology is so linked to Greek uh, stuff is there. There was kind of like starting to develop this like archetype of like if you're just, you're gonna get fucked over. Um, and so yeah, it, it kind of worked together. I, I don't know. Anyway, random, random, fun history stuff.
0: Wow, some interesting history I, stuff. Yeah, go, go, read more on on uh, some of the the uh, uh, other sources from for for Jesus. It's it's well, it's interesting listen, guys. That you'll get.
3: Guess uh. what? Yeah, probably... Guess what that means? Probably guess wrap what wrap it up. means, fellas.
1: What does it mean, Phil?
3: What does it mean? It means that the historical Jesus is just yes. Jesus. That's
0: baby. true. Yes. That's true.
1: Hmm.
0: That's true. Also, uh, wrap up.
3: The Bible is a first-hand source. Damn it, you cowards won't acknowledge it because you of your secular history. But me, Alex Jones, I acknowledge it. Okay. It's no. true. No, right, Phil. okay, Phil. no. Well, well, right, why well, don't you well.
2: close this out, let's, Phil? Let's
0: wrap up. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's, just yeah. uh, let's wrap it up.
3: So we're all sitting, uh, just loving the the Easter service. Uh, we are all based and uh, Christian pilled. Uh, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. we love our our uh, risen Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, when he rises from his grave tomorrow, now and forever as always, we will love him and adore him and basically herald his conquering of death and conquering of sin and the harrowing of hell and all that delicious, delicious, good Jesus stuff that we all love Jesus for. And one day, we will all join him in the kingdom of God and we're all just thinking about how fucking really cool that is. And uh first things first, we got Josiah thinking about how cool it is. Uh yes. he's finally he's he's finally become a true episcopalian, which means he stopped believing in God midway through the service.
2: <laughs> yes, hello. Joining my voices, my voice with angels and archangels, uh, I will say, uh, I'm Josiah W. Sutton. You can follow me at Josiah W. Sutton on Twitter.com. I have a Substack that I haven't posted on in a long time. Uh, I'm back from I'm back on Twitter now, Uh, so that's cool. Uh, I've got a bunch of Fruitless episodes scheduled out that should be coming out here pretty soon. Uh, one featuring um a uh, good friend, uh, Jackal. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he, he's he's gonna be on Fruitless. Wait, what did you Sounds say, easy. Josiah <laughs> J. Cool? Gay. I didn't say. Oh, no, he didn't Jay- say that. Cool. <laughs> I didn't remotely say that. Yeah, gay is cool. Gage rule. Cool? Okay, no, okay. Move on. Move on. Move on. Right, yeah, you can follow me. <laughs> okay, you can follow Someone else. Somebody else. Okay, and go. then we've
3: got we've got Finch, who has, out of sheer desperation, no. ripped up ripped up the image, no. of um Tom Jones and no. uh, foregone her sinful ways and is now what taking out uh, and caressing an image of um. Another, uh, barroom singer, uh, but it's Frank Sinatra.
1: Oh my god, no, I'm sitting upon a throne of rabbits that keep multiplying.
0: While you're also coloring a picture of Frank Sinatra.
1: I am NOT coloring a picture of Frank Sinatra!
0: Do my eyes- You could are you be! Saying, are you gaslighting me, French?
1: Yeah, I'm not gaslighting,
2: gaslighting you. We Stop gaslighting you. You. <laughs> me, These you
0: men. No, <laughs> we no, 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 right now. You, you, no, 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 no. This is what, what this is about the white man, does of the blood, to the black man. This is what you're doing, or you're gaslighting me by saying that I am not seeing with thine own eyes and then you are cut, you are sitting on a throne of Flemish rabbits while also cuddling a picture of a uh, Frank Sinatra, while there is a, a ripped up picture of Tom Jones on the floor.
1: Look at my hand. There's a colored egg, right? Attaching. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the newest genetic variant of Buffalo Wild Hands, but it's not <laughs> its not a chicken, Phil, right? It's a little chick, and it starts singing Fly Me to the Moon.
0: <laughs> the, sin- the Sinatra Silky.
1: Yes, the Sinatra Silky!
0: We, we have a penchant for combining Italians and chickens here at Buffalo Wild Hands. Uh, yes.
1: Uh, but yeah, you can follow me at Finchawar on Twitter.com. I also have a sub substack, but I'm not writing on it right now because I have too much to do. Tool-wise.
2: You're also That's back on Twitter she... now.
1: Oh yeah, I'm also back well, on Twitter. I hate it. Uh, it's
2: a nightmare. I've been on
3: Twitter.
2: It's a nightmare on here. It is, isn't it? You bastards. Then we've
3: also got. Uh, last but not least, we've got Jackal. Yeah. Just uh, just yeah. having a time of it. He's he's. Yep. He's. I think he's eating pieces of Voltaire now, just cause out of frenzied rage, yep. just like consuming him. And and I don't mean it like consuming the body of Christ in like a you know the transubstantiation of the Eucharist. Not anything like that. He's literally like like it's not it's not a wafer that's translated into the flesh of God. It's literally just like he's eating Voltaire for sport now because he is just so angry at him. That he is consuming pieces of- And I don't think it tastes very good because he's French it and doesn't. he's been dead for a few centuries.
2: Yeah. Mm. Voltaire Jerky.
3: Voltaire mm. Jerky.
1: Oh god!
2: Voltaire Jerky. You all
0: jerky.
1: fucking disgust me. No, stop! Oh, oh you
0: of all people!
1: <laughs> what? Should what I do you mean? That,
0: that tw- the, the how many tweets that I've right. screenshotted from you? Jackal's gonna, like, sino. just do a
1: giant call-out post of me at some point. <laughs> giant call-out post for free.
3: Okay, alright everybody, war. that's
0: for Uh Follow Wait, everyone that they're respecting. I gotta say
3: goodbye to myself. I haven't said goodbye. Uh, you can find me at CryptoDirector on Twitter.com, which I am back. Uh, just dribbling content sauce into your eyes. Uh, praise God. the Risen Lord. Amen. <sighs> Everything is so cool. Based in Hope Pilled, I'm working on Easter. I will beat all my bosses to death with a shoe. Yeah, I'm glad that
2: you said that on a recording. I got pink I, yeah, eye from looking that at that Phil's is. posts. It's, it's all over. What, what, what is Phil's posts? I said, I got pink eye from looking at Phil's posts. What is his like, post? What was that? Oh, I, no, no. Specific, he just said that he was dribbling, posting oh sauce into our eyes, and I was saying yeah. that I got pink eye from that. Dr-
0: so. Dribbling. Phil, so why do you.
2: Why what okay
0: anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> we gotta end this we, we that was a everybody uh go follow hold. everyone at their respective uh their respective <laughs> uh, j- uh social medias and read yep. their sub stacks check out the episode of fruitless that i did with josiah when that comes out um yeah
2: yep. and uh, and uh, happy,
0: uh, easter. Happy, happy, happy easter happy easter Happy Passover, happy Ramadan, everybody. Uh, yeah, I think, hopefully, I, we could all agree,
2: God is good. God is good. I'm pressing, is good. The, pressing the pillow down on the face of this episode and slowly like... <laughs> what? I'm also very glad that you have that on recording, too. Yeah. I we can totally to die, episode. Die.
0: Die, episode. Die. He's saying, the oh, episode, Die. die. Uh, okay, everybody, uh, no, you just, uh, are about to listen, or have listened to this, depending on where Josiah puts this, but, uh, uh, we apparently missed, uh, our anniversary passed, or has happened, we don't really know, we're a very organized, uh, podcast, as you can see, and as you have been listening, but, yeah, it's, uh, anniversary of Mammonberg, since we've been pumping episodes up.
1: Woo, it's here for prayer. one year of Mammonberg!
0: One year let's, let's of mammon bird. Uh Long live Mammonberg. We
2: die? Long live Mammonberg. <laughs>
0: Zach, can you? Zack, can you say long live Mammon? Long live
2: Mammon.
3: Oh long- no! No! <laughs> That's the opposite of what we believe. Yeah. Oh, Phil, <laughs> no, no. I want you to Phil.
0: Oh, say no, no, in the Carl Weiser voice, long live Mammon.
3: I think The Enchance of Manit isn't a very good book. Long live mammon, I think the mammon is
1: better than the not having mammon. I just, it
3: kind of reminds
0: me of Jimmy's or the mom's mammon. Okay, that was the, uh, that, that's left. That. <laughs> that's good. We, we, uh, yeah, we, uh, our anniversary since we've served, probably got those out. If you've been listening to us since then, thanks, truly. We, uh, Please. we, we, tremendously enjoy your patronage of listening to us. Uh continue to ramble on at this uh hellish, hellish world and uh I hope you continue to listen to us for another year. Woo